Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. Good morning, dear listener. Well, you might be listening to this in the morning. It's the morning for me. We are at the start of day three of Keyforge Celebration. I'm so excited. We're walking to the hotel, so if noises change, oh, there's a loud bus over there. So, uh, walking with a group over. Uh, I just finished a warm-up match with my practice buddy, Hyper, also known in real life and by his mother as Asher. Um, only my mother. <laughs> only by his mother. Everybody else calls him Hyper, even his dad. Uh, so we just did a warm-up match. Um, it's a very good, <laughs> just a good practice before competition. So I can make all mistakes in my match with him. So uh, let's see what what kind of uh, what kind of Winge of Exchange Alliance uh, sealed deck were you playing in that practice match, Asher? I was doing a Saurians, Unfathomable, and Mars with a Bellatoran Warrior, which is the token creature five two. Um, it's huge. Beefy, beefy creature. Um, <laughs> not a lot of Ember control. It's mainly Mars needs Ember with like three damage pips. So, Yes. Uh, the, the key to my deck facing a big board deck was to have courage and say, well, that board is scary, but not scary enough for me to choose to not just rush. My deck usually is the beatdown, as they say. It's the deck that needs to ignore the opponent's tricks to a certain extent and just rush um so i had to take out some things as we went but but ended up ended up taking it but yeah those bellatorn warriors are scary man especially with fathom reaver yeah with fathom reaver which is the uh if you have a token creature you uh feel one less yeah yeah your opponent for sure so the practice match was good i feel warmed up we're gonna be playing uh in probably just a few minutes here Oh man, we've got a big group of walkers. We got Dylan, who you talked to yesterday. Uh, you've got one star peeps. I hope you all have been watching the stream. Good morning, Andrew. Hey, good morning, Zach. How's it going? Uh, going well. Going well. Uh, do you know which tournament you're streaming this morning? Archon something something. <laughs> Archon something something. I love playing Archon something something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Came over and told yeah, Justin came over and told me yesterday what I was doing because he worked it out and sounded good to me, but I was too focused on food. I was like, yeah, whatever you say, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, hunger has been a driving force for some of my decisions made this weekend, I think. Now, have you gotten to play in any events, Andrew? Uh, no, I just did my ABR sealed event, though, while oh, I was here. Excellent. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, thank you. I mean, on behalf of the listeners and myself, thank you so much for doing so much streaming for this alongside the TTR guys. That's pretty huge, I think, for people to be able to see that. Somehow you're making more content than me and playing more games than me. So, you know what? <laughs> thank you. Um, I think all I would need to do is look at your stream uptime from this weekend, and you've probably outpaced me on sheer length of content. So uh, I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> mm, well, all right, let's say quality over quantity then. <laughs> yeah, well, that's subjective, so that's what that's what I uh, get a pass on. So, man, 
this is a this is a pretty stacked group. I got I got my folks. We have we have uh, Nova. We've got the TTR guys um, and noted science fantasy author Simon Finchley. By the way, that's a pen name. He lied to me. He's a deceiver. Uh, how you doing this morning, Nathan? I'm doing pretty good. I uh, got a coffee. So that's that's like the, the the minimum requirement for a good morning for me. So yeah, for sure. I am coffeeed up, but only after two large glasses of water in case I forget to drink water later. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did pregame with some water, too. That was, I think, uh, an important important decision. Uh, yesterday, I I did the same thing. Where it was like, I had breakfast, glass of tall glass of water, and then some coffee right next to it. So. Mm, very good. And uh, did you? Uh, let's see. I think Justin Justin made top cut top cut yes, for, for Alliance uh, for Alliance Sealed. Yeah, Justin made top cut in Alliance Sealed. Or Alliance uh, Standard. Sorry, Alliance Standard. Alliance Standard. Alliance Standard. Right. Yeah. That's right. Um, and uh, so I, I got to watch a bunch of Alliance yesterday, and uh, you will definitely have some thoughts on that. Yeah, um, for sure. The uh, Alliance is more or less what people thought it was going to be. Right. Does that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Nothing, nothing like too surprising, but I would, uh, I've got some, got some opinions on uh, what should probably be on the restricted list next. Yeah, for sure. To clean up the format. I think a lot of people are going to share some of those opinions. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> Including Ghost Galaxy. Right. So, but yeah, well, it'll be, um, uh, we'll have to see how the top eight plays out. But uh, yeah, looking forward to that today. So. Um, and on a scale from uh, uh, NARP to Transcendence, how much fun were you having playing Unchained Duels yesterday? Oh, it, it was absolutely insane. Like uh, the uh, I, the Unchained was so fast. Like the games were so fast, and the, the format basically encourages you to lose. Right. And so <laughs> you show up and you just like, all right, well, let's 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 play. You know, yeah. I, I was telling Justin that I managed to play. I played Binate Rupture regardless of Amber totals every time it showed up. <laughs> Like, just, you know, <laughs> the words of a true champion, ladies and gentlemen, Arkansas, the words of a true champion. All right. Well, uh, we're here in the, uh, the center now, so I'm going to go. That's right. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, listener, uh, that is it for now. Going to get checked in. Uh, I will talk to you soon. Listeners, I'm finally making good. It's day three. Who are you, ma'am? Who are you? I may, in fact, be Sydney Steele. Woohoo! I always uh, it always makes me think of S.E. Johnson, a family company. When I see S.E. Steel, uh, S.E. Steel, a KeyForge player. When I see you, when I see you online, when I see you online, uh, Sydney. So you all know Sydney, of course, from Help from Future Self. If you're nerdy enough to listen to Call of Discovery, uh, that means you've already been listening to Help from Future Self, which is great. So Sydney, what has been? Uh, what do you what do you have? What is on your agenda today? What is your itinerary look like? Well, if I'm right, I have to play in the Archon Sealed Top 8 this morning. So I just got my deck checked, and we are ready to go. Awesome, awesome. Archon Sealed being where uh, you open a sealed Winds of Exchange deck, uh, no modifications. You just play it as is. So what's, what's your favorite thing about that deck that you've made it to Top 8 with? To be completely honest, my favorite thing is that it was my least favorite token going into knowing how to play these cards. Oh my gosh. The fact that I was able to get it to work with this deck and that it works so well makes me so happy that whether I win or lose, it's just an exceptionally fun experience. What a Keyforged moment. And uh, what, what is that token? It is a warrior. It's four power and it cannot reap if it can fight or something along those lines. It cannot reap if there are any enemy creatures in play. So that way I have to board clear to even use them to reap. 
Yeah, that is a very interesting one, especially because we've got Grunt that's totally blank at three and a big old restriction on Warrior at four. Um, but so how much fun have you been having playing Brobnar? It's actually amazing. I honestly think it is the best house in this set. The fact that it can deal with the board so well, but also... It has most of my amber control in it. I hope you don't post this before I play my game in five minutes. <laughs> this will post later for sure. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've gotten to watch a couple games. I have, I played one game against Brobnar, um, so we'll see how much I see in uh, Sealed Alliance Top 8. Um, but I've seen some great amber control. I have seen... I've finally seen the right amount of large creatures without drawbacks. And then also, uh, does your deck incentivize fighting? Do you get... Do you get to make Amber while fighting at all? My opponent is lucky if they have a board at any point in time. Like, I reap with my warriors, if that tells you anything about how it plays. Sydney speaks uh, in a very kind manner, but that was the most intimidating thing I've heard all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited to be able to, like, show what Brobnar can do now that it's back. Yes, that's awesome. And so outside of all this competition, which you're already doing well at, right? We both made top eight. That's fantastic. Outside of the competition... Uh, this is an unfair question. I've asked it to somebody else already. What's your favorite part of the weekend so far? Playing you, obviously. Oh, yes, we had our Unchained match. Well, the, I, I'm not going to ask you for uh, a different answer. I think we just have to go with that one. Uh, Sydney, before we leave, do you have a help from future self? Trust your gut. When you're playing a set for the new for the first time and you, you can't analyze everything. Like, I thought this was the worst token. I honestly was unhappy to see it when I opened my deck. And then I got this far. Excellent. Well, listener, that's your a a HFFS for the day, your help from future Sydney. Uh, trust your gut. Trust your gut. It reminds me of the advice in the Scythe rulebook, a uh, Segmeyer Games game. It says, for your first game, push buttons and see what happens. So if you're playing a new set, follow Sydney's advice. Push buttons and see what happens. And those buttons might be for Power Warriors. All right. Uh, we'll report in as we get going. Uh, I'll report in after my games. I'll try to catch some other people as we go. Uh, if I have amenable opponents and I'm not super upset at how I lost, uh, I might even interview them. All right. Back at you soon. Hello again, listeners. Round one of the top cut of Alliance Sealed is over. And your boy finally found a bad matchup. I only, with double elimination, I only played five games, won all of them. So I was mercifully not subject to so many other games as people who lost a game and came up through the loser's bracket. Uh, so I'll tell you more about that in a minute because I am sitting across from uh, somebody who has also just played in round one. What, what is your name and how far did you travel today? Uh, my name is Annie. I traveled from St. Louis, so it's about an eight-hour drive. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not too bad. I think I traveled for... About eight hours total, but via plane, via plane. So uh, you made the top cut, which is awesome for Alliance Sealed. That I mean, that's just a big W right there, <laughs> right? And so, did uh, how how did you feel about the pod selection process, and what what did you end up going with? Um, I my main feeling was I wanted to try it because I was an Alliance skeptic. I really enjoyed it for Sealed. I ended up not switching a deck I just used a deck that I got as is um, but I did learn a valuable lesson because my other deck I stuck in the box didn't look at it for two days and when we went to deck check it turned out it was defective and because I had not checked it I was stuck which was just a mental thing but because um, I was going to play the deck I had anyway but it was a good tournament lesson to check even the deck you're not using or the pods you're not using so that you know that everything's a-okay. 
Wow. Okay. So yeah, you you picked one unmodified deck, and then the other one was defective. And there is a for, listener. If you're unfamiliar, you have the option in between rounds of sealed alliance to swap out deck pods. I swapped out my token after round two. So you were you thought you might have options that you might not take, but then they said, by the way, you have no options. Correct. Alliance. So, um, which was just a mental trip because I wasn't planning on making changes. But sometimes you like to feel like you have the option. Yes, of course, of course, that can certainly mess with one's head. Um, so, how does it feel to? So, um, if you put it together, you may have a recognized Annie from various Facebook groups, Twitter, that sort of thing. She has been a Keyforge aficionado at least as long as I have. So, how does it feel, Annie, to have been able to come out here to Keyforge Celebration, first Keyforge uh, official event in three years, and see everybody have a good time? How, how, has that been a good experience for you? It was very good. So I have played, Jean-Claude is one of my local players, and we've been playing. He's basically one of the only people I've played for the last three years <laughs> over and over. Um, so it was really fun to play other people. I feel like I learned so much from him, and he coached me and was cheering me on from home. Um, but it was fun to test the things that I've learned in the last few years against other people and just play real Keyforge again and you know, see different things, think about things that you hadn't thought about in years because you get stuck in the, the way you think, the way you play, the way your friends play. Um, but yeah, that was really fun. And I, my big goal was to make top 50. So to make top eight feels like a huge victory. Um, so like, I'm pretty thrilled. Like even, even going out in the first round of single elimination, I'm pretty thrilled. Yeah, uh, that's my exact situation as well. I was, I'm like, I'm still going to play my best. I'm going to fight hard, but I'm happy just to make that top cut. Happy just to make that top cut. Well, congratulations on top cut as well. Uh, I know there's a couple side events. Do you have any specific plans for the rest of the day? I purposely don't have plans. I think I'm going to play some Unchained. I'd like to lose a few more games and get some more <laughs> Unchained decks. Um, I may play some Kiraken, but really I just want to play some people I haven't gotten to play against yet. So if they're still around, that's my goal. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Annie. And uh, dear listener, we'll be back with more soon. Hey there. I'm so glad I got to have that chat with Annie of SheForge about her experience in Alliance Sealed here at the event and uh, the, the fight for uh, top, top eight. She and I both got knocked out, of course. Uh, now I want to recap for you what my game was like. So the short of it is, of course, I got knocked out of uh, the top eight. I faced a deck uh, with five power tokens. It's the special Brobnar token Berserker. It enters play ready and enraged. It has after fight destroy Berserker. And the entrance, so that is the uh, Brobnar's special token. Every house in Winds of Exchange, of course, has a rare that automatically takes over the token for the deck. It says, okay, if I'm in this deck, the deck's token is this, exactly. So he had Revna Star Song in the deck, so Berserker was the token. And here's the thing, when I built my Alliance deck, when I picked the pods, I built that deck well for 80% uh, of the field who all had small tokens. I had plenty of Rush in the Amber Pips, which was great. And I had lots of cards that would just blow up at low cost to me, blow up lots of small power creatures like Pale into Insignificance, Crushing Charge, uh, stuff like that, along with some Splash Attack and big dinos in my Saurian house. Now, that being said, once I 5-0'd, 
I was reflecting on it, and I said I had all good matchups. There was no matchup where my deck, I had to play in a different way to get the win. I was able to play pretty straightforward. Still have to make smart calls, but I was able to play it pretty straightforward the whole time. And because it's double elimination, I made top cut after just five wins. I had many fewer matches than some people playing up through the loser's bracket who are playing seven, eight matches to try to get to top cut. <laughs> so if I had done that, I would have had a much higher chance of finding a bad matchup earlier. And of course, this first match in the top eight was against a five power token deck. He had lots of ways to make the five power Brobnar token, entering play ready and enraged, and it just negated at least seven cards in my deck. Most of my board control, except for Contrina Warp, because um, I could only blow up uh, either lowest power creatures with Pale or creatures four and lower with Crushing Charge, which sometimes hits my own. So, uh, And then Triple Kaup, because his Berserkers come into play ready and enraged and he had ways to make them, he was controlling the board, always had stuff ready to fight, and could make more quite easily, and tokens don't count as playing a creature. They're entering play, so they skip Kaup's uh, restriction of one of each type of card. So uh, I fought hard. I was out in two games. And I'm wondering if, if you know a meta going into an Alliance-sealed match, if you do what I did for the elimination rounds, but you do something different than I did for the, uh, the, the top rounds. Now, of course, this would be a bit risky. What I'm talking about is I was calibrated great for the initial rounds, but I was not well calibrated in my deck for... Uh, the top round facing against a lot, a lot of artifacts and a giant token creature. So I'm wondering if there is a strategy where I could have recalibrated my deck having heard about what is being played out there, what's making top cut, mostly big tokens, and recalibrated my deck to maybe have some artifact control or, or skip out on board completely and just go maximum rush and steal. Don't even worry about board control if I can't fire. Uh, now, that's risky because the scarcest resource in any sealed format is deck knowledge. The scarcest resource in any sealed format is deck knowledge. So I would be giving up the knowledge of playing five games with this deck. But if I'm thinking about the meta, if I'm making good plays, if I'm familiar with the set, probably later, there's a little bit less risk in tuning, tuning for the final cut, tuning for the final cut. Um, I do like that dynamic, that that option is there. I don't know that tuning for the top cut is always going to be necessary. Uh, I do think once we've got tournaments with Alliance Sealed, that is going to be the winning play. I think, I think more often than not, there's going to be a person who calibrates well for top cut differently than for the elimination rounds, and they take it with a different style than they entered. And I, I, really, I really like that idea. I really like that idea, dear listener. So uh, that's my, that's my uh, uh, summary of the top eight game. I'm going to try to find a couple more interviews. As you can tell, my voice is beginning to go because, well, if you've met me, if you've heard this podcast, you know I'm a bit of a talker. So, uh, but we'll see how many words we can get in before I totally squeak out. Uh, if that happens, I'll uh, just go find Mortavis and have him interview people for me. <laughs> All right. We'll be back soon. We're back once more, dear listener. Yes, I know you probably, like, if you didn't stop listening after the Sydney Steele interview, because that's all you were here for, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, so, one of the main features of Keyforge Celebration is the fact you can do unchained duels. Um, you may be, you're likely familiar, but unchained decks are uh, decks not going to be standard tournament legal that are made of cards from all of Keyforge's previous sets, including Winds of Exchange, all mashed together. 
Uh, rarity numbers are basically turned off. I think linked things are still linked. And Maverick rate is turned way, way up. So you get some really wacky decks. Um, and so a feature of the weekend is everybody started with one Unchained deck. And if you're not playing in something else, you can challenge somebody to an un Unchained duel. And then if you lose uh, two games with a single deck, you can go buy another Unchained deck. Uh, and so I'm sitting here with Alex, my buddy Alex Carroll. You probably know him as Lord of Winter. Uh, Alex, you, you are one of my oldest Keyforge pals. Uh, we met, first met at Vault Tour Atlanta, right? Uh, and do you, you remember the first time? We didn't even really talk. Yeah. Do you remember the first time we actually met? Oh, yeah. it was. Uh, I don't think we knew each other at all. Um, I, I had no idea that you had such a large Twitter presence at the time, and you were you were you were already such a huge fan of KeyForge, and I was kind of this new player, uh, just entering the game, going to my first big event, um, and I, I actually I made these uh, pins, these uh, Atlanta Atlanta KeyForge pins to hand out at the event, and it was just it was kind of my way of. Uh, introducing myself to people and meeting everybody, and it was a—it uh, was just—it was such a good time. Everybody was so friendly, um, and uh, it, that still holds true to this day. The Keyforge community is great, and I will go on record saying that it's the best community I've ever been a part of. Yeah, I concur. I concur. So we uh, we played an Unchained match uh, maybe 45 minutes ago. At this point, <laughs> we had we got some other things to do as well. So what? Um, I've been having fun with it. What? How much have you been enjoying Unchained matches? Unchained has been a blast. Um, it's been, it's definitely been one of the highlights of the weekend for me, and I think for a lot of the other people here, all, a lot of the other players uh, agree. Um, just based on what I've been talking to them, just when when we're playing the games, everybody seems to be having a good time. Uh, the event uh, in in its entirety has been great, but the the Unchained has definitely been a standout for me personally. And how would you say an Unchained duel, for those at home waiting on theirs from the uh, GameFound campaign, how does an Unchained versus Unchained duel feel different than a regular Keyforge match? It's the Wild West. Anything can happen. Uh, the, like you were saying, the rarities are turned off. You can The anomaly rate is up. There are new, there are new anomalies that we've never seen before, um, along, with the, along with the Winds of Exchange. And... You know, the no longer restricting houses can really lead to some wild, wild interactions. Yeah, I pulled a CR Officer Hawkins, which says uh, play, gain one amber for each of CR Hawkins' neighbors, and you can deploy it anywhere. Uh, and I have no starting lines in the deck. It's a logo CR Officer Hawkins. <laughs> and uh, did you, you pulled an anomaly, didn't you? Yeah, I ended up getting, um, the name escapes me actually, it's... Uh, uh, near Future Lens. Right, I believe it's something like that. It's 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 near future lens or it's something lens. Uh, uh, I could look it up if you want. Um, if you want to cut it, but um, uh, but yeah, the it's a artifact. I put it in Star Alliance. Um, basically, you play it, and for the rest of the game, you play with the top card of your deck face up. However, it has an Omni ability where once each turn you can play the top card of your deck as if it were of the active house. So you get some real speed and efficiency, but your opponent knows exactly what you're playing. Yeah, a really, a really interesting, really interesting way it uh, changes the game. And uh, how, how, many, how many Unchained matches do you think you've played at this point over the weekend? Oh, I think I'm somewhere north of 10, um, definitely uh, maybe about 20, uh, 18 to 20. 
um, and it's been every single one of them has been quite enjoyable. I was I was a little worried that we were going to see some uh, unchained decks that didn't function. You know, when they when they turn off the algorithm, and I think that's what a lot of people were worried about is that, you know, you turn off the algorithm and just the the cohesiveness of the deck isn't going to be there. And uh, I haven't really seen any decks that are like that. None of mine personally so far um, have seemed to be like that, and I haven't seen anybody else who's who's been experiencing that either. Everybody seems to be pulling some wild, wacky, fun things. Yeah, I don't think I've encountered anybody with an unfunctional deck or a deck that doesn't at least have some insane trick that has us laughing all the way home. Yeah, I know uh, Wade, another local from Atlanta, actually pulled a uh, Ember Imp Ghost Form deck in this. So, oh, no. What? Yeah, and I, I, I've heard stories about, like, uh, also a Restragantis ghost form and some, some just some other crazy things that, uh, you know, just lead, that were not possible before, that lead to board states that you've never experienced. And you have to think about uh, Keyforge and your plays in different ways when these cards that have never been able to appear together before can now suddenly come together. And if you're playing sealed, you have no idea what to expect because it's every set and there are no restrictions. If you're not able to look at their deck list beforehand, then literally, quite literally, anything could happen. That has been my favorite way to play. Uh, I don't even think, I don't even think anybody, my opponents and I have even offered to look at deck lists because I don't think we wanted to. I think we wanted to go in blind and see what the heck happens. It's, it's certainly the best way to play Keyforge in general. I love playing Blind Seal, just cracking open a deck and sitting across from somebody, not even looking at what you've got, and just shuffling up and going. And yeah, Unchained has been uh, quite the same feeling, just like taken to another level, like uh, to the extreme. And it's been, it's been a blast. For sure. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what, what kind of side events or just kind of special one-off or once-a-year events they announce for this. Um, I think it would be a ton of fun. I like the social aspect of roaming around, challenging people. Um, a tournament, we might see those, all those ghost forms and, and Ember show up a little too quickly, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, it is, it is, I think, the perfect side event to really elevate something like this. So uh, what, what do you think, uh, how are you feeling about Keyforge towards the end of Keyforge celebration here, going, going back home after this? You know, I, I was uh, ecstatic to see that it's coming back, of course. Huge Keyforge fan, as many, all of us listening are, of course, I would imagine. Um, and, yeah, the, the future is bright. Uh, we're, we're on the up and up, and it's, gonna, it's only going to get better from here. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Agreed with everything. Well, thank you so much, Alex. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for the time. Ladies and gentlemen, Archon's all. Uh, I am here with a very special guest towards the end uh, of day three. Uh, why don't you tell us uh, uh, your name, what people might know you by online, uh, and then maybe why I'm interviewing you right now. <laughs> yes. Hello, uh, I'm Captain Gill. Uh, probably see me with a shiny stuffle picture. Uh, and I won the Archon Sealed uh, event. Yes, that's right. Uh, Archon Sealed, where you get one deck, you don't modify it, uh, and you play it all the way through. So, uh, yeah, you made top eight. You battle all the way through top eight. Uh, who was your opponent in the final rounds, best of three? Uh, it was, uh, I believe her name is Sydney uh, from Help from Future Self. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's Sydney. So, uh, so uh, unmodified sealed. It's a classic format. We've had it in Keyforge for a while. Uh, why did you pick uh, uh, Archon sealed over uh, Alliance sealed? I think the most important reason is that I really like having one deck and one identity um, and just... Uh, when you win, you know, it was this specific deck uh, and not some, some nebulous combination between uh, two decks. Uh, so that's the main reason uh, going uh, for Archon uh, Sealed. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's that's a great reason. Uh, and uh, how far did you travel to get here? How long was this journey? Uh, I traveled quite a bit. Uh, I'm from the Netherlands, uh, and it was about 30 hours uh, travel, uh, taking three planes, uh, <laughs> some trains, and a few buses uh, to get here. <laughs> wow. So planes, trains, and buses, that's at least three different forms of transportation. That's a lot. Uh, so I have, to, I have to say, after I found out it was you who won, I was like, well... If you have to pick somebody to win based on sheer effort to get here, I'm glad it was Captain Gale. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about the deck you opened, what you liked about it. Oh, uh, I'll cover a little bit. Of yes, yes. Captain Gale's getting out now, and uh, I'm not editing these because that's too much work. Uh, fantastic. Oh, got the deck book. Excellent. The name, I'll let you tell me about it here, but it, the name is thesis more spy very nice so so tell me about pick thesis more spy what do you like about it what does it do well uh, the first thing when I opened it uh, I saw the token creature uh, and it was the berserker uh, so uh, I was mainly excited because I knew it was a rare token uh, and I didn't yet really appreciate the power or anything uh, but during the tournament uh, the berserkers have been so strong uh, they can just uh, berserker uh, uh, is a five power creature uh, which enters ready and enraged uh, and after it fights, uh, it destroys itself. Uh, except uh, there's uh, the card that makes the Berserker. Uh, it's called Ravna Starsong. Uh, and if she's in play, uh, the Berserkers lose their fight effects, so they don't destroy themselves anymore. Uh, but that, that's not very relevant. Uh, usually you're just happy uh, because Berserkers just solve a lot of things. Uh, if your opponent has uh, three creatures, uh, Berserkers just kill all of them. And uh, yeah, they're, they're great for board control. Uh, and sometimes it can reap uh, after uh, after everything uh, happens. Um, yeah, some other cool cards. I have uh, Ragnarok uh, Prep Times 3. Uh, so uh, that makes a token creature. And then if you have more creatures, which this deck almost always has, uh, you the opponent loses to Ember. Uh, so it's basically a Bumpsy, but they lose. That enters ready, and they lose two instead of one uh, in this deck. Uh, that's been doing a lot of work. Uh, and I guess uh, the star of the show, uh, if you will excuse the pun, uh, is Brick Nasty. Uh, I think he's. <laughs> uh, I think he's been doing a lot of work in a lot of decks, uh, but yeah, in this uh, deck uh, especially, uh, because uh, you turn your fight, your board control, into board control and Ember generation, uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it just goes and goes. Uh, Brick Nasty, if you're not familiar with it, is a five-power Brabnar creature that says, after another Brabnar creature fights, gain one Amber. Uh, and the star of the show pun is because uh, Brick Nasty, I believe, is the, the vocalist and the front man yeah. <laughs> for uh, Bracken, the imaginary uh, Brabnar band. So the, the art is of uh, uh, Brick Nasty on stage really leaning into a microphone. <laughs> uh, yeah, and... Oh. Picking up a card off the floor. This is what we get for live audio. Yes. Um, yeah, and uh, the Sanctum and Sorian, uh, which are the other two houses in the deck, uh, have just been very solid. Uh, the Sanctum uh, has like, uh, it has Lady Lorena, uh, which is six power three armor and uh, double taunt. Um, and then there's just a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, creatures with uh, power and armor, around to four, uh, two mark, uh, and a lot of capture effects. Uh, so it's really good at capturing Amber. Uh, and also itself fighting uh, to control the board. Uh, and in uh, Sorian, uh, there's also a lot of cool stuff. Uh, Epic Poem has been doing a lot of work uh, because uh, I have a lot of uh, Capture 2 Ember effects in uh, the Sanctum, and the next turn I can go into uh, Sorian and basically get three uh, from that. Um, also, I have two uh, creatures in uh, Sorian that on play make a token, uh, which have been really good. Uh, yeah, and... 
that's uh, that's kind of the deck. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. I know uh, people have always talked about creature control, board wipes being important and sealed, and it seems uh, when your token is Berserker, you can make as many little board wipes as you want to, just Berserking all over the place. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Uh, so, and uh, after playing and, and winning, uh, winning with this deck, uh, how do you feel about Winds of Exchange as a set, being the first set back for Keyforge? Uh, uh, do, do you like this set? What are your feelings about it? Yes, yeah, I, I really love it. I, uh, at front, I was worried that uh, Winds of Exchange would just be, oh, I spent five features, oh, I, sp I reap five times. Uh, but at least the Berserkers make you work for it. Uh, and I think, uh, I think there is a lot of creature control, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited about uh, the set. Uh, it's been uh, a lot of fun to play. Uh, and uh, even uh, some of the other more wanky, uh, wonky decks uh, feel pretty fun. Uh, and I'm excited. Uh, I've seen like there's uh, three artifacts uh, rare in uh, uh, Equidon I'm excited about. Uh, there's in Brobner, there's uh, Hallfest, with Gash, with, which gets the entire band. And I think I saw something in Mars about uh, like Martians with with uh, rocket packs, uh, and they also seem like a set. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, a true Voltron. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to learn about what those are. Uh, and uh, but yeah, it seems like there's a lot of discovery in the set, uh, and it's, it's really been great to get that sense of discovery uh, once again uh, after going one and a half years without uh, new sets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> quite a number of years. Well, uh, Captain Gale, thank you so much for spending some time with me and a huge congratulations to you on winning this big event after your big travel. Uh, I'm really excited for you to take this big W back to the Netherlands. Uh, yeah, I'm, you've done the whole community proud. Very, very, thank you so much for your time. Right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hey there, listeners. Uh, I was so excited to bring you uh, that chat with Captain Gale, uh, and uh, I am I am just being obnoxious enough that I have I have cornered the winner of the Alliance Standard. They might just be calling it Alliance, but the Alliance Standard uh, tournament uh, and the runner-up. Um, but this is not the first time these two people have met. Why don't uh, you introduce yourselves? Uh, first up over here, Jared Kerstetter. Jason Barkender. Jason Barkender. You you might recognize their names from online. Uh, J Bar, uh, J Power and J K Hops, right? Yes. Uh, and how long? So you two are in the finals together, and how long have you two known each other? I think I asked you this earlier, and you had to start estimating. <laughs> I've known Jay uh, since, gosh, what maybe like 2000, uh, but started playing games together in 2007, 2008. Uh, okay, that's a, a pretty good gaming history. That is uh, currently with the most recent milestone uh, you just played in the finals of our the first Keyforge event in uh, in first official Keyforge event in three years. So Jason, you took the W Alliance Standard, right? Building pods from within a single set. Uh, what uh, what was your philosophy going in with the restricted list out for what you wanted to put together to to bring here? So actually, I did a lot of work prior to the restricted list coming out to try and figure out uh, formats that would be effective and archetypes that would work. And actually, neither deck suffered meaningfully from the restricted list. So uh, I probably tested out over a dozen, 15 different archetypes and played around with what I thought was strong. And then I tried to lean into what would sort of break the game mechanics in a way that was could still be fun or but could be very interesting. And what I found when I did my work was that uh, effectively a lot of efficiency was helpful to create consistency in performance for the decks. 
and you could create many, many different types of archetypes that leaned into efficiency beyond what we just played here that were a lot of fun because you're just playing a lot of cards. And so that seems to be what was kind of the top four. There were two du double Janka decks, there was a triple battle fleet deck, and then mine, which was just a lot of draw pips and drawing. So all four of the top decks that performed here were heavy on efficiency. Uh, fantastic. And so, Jared, uh, what kind of deck were, were you piloting up to the, these finals here? Uh, triple Battle Fleet, Key Abduction, Library Access, Triple Wild Wormhole, some Phase Shifts, and uh, four times Control of the Week. Yeah. <laughs> so, with zero Amber Control, zero Artifact Removal, just... Uh, All gas. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was just driving a F1 car, pretty much. and uh, With no doors. <laughs> <laughs> no doors. If someone beat me to 18, then that was that. But uh, all I could do is keep moving and then try to either stall the game early with Control of the Week or lock them out at the end to Control of the Week and then uh, close the game that way. Fantastic. And uh, as evidenced by the fact you were up on the elevated stream table, I think you closed out a lot of games that way on your way here. Yes. Yeah. A uh, couple, well, because I played against both the Jenka Bills. I played against the. Uh, Zotted and Joe's Jenka deck, and I played against uh, Andrew from ABR, his Jenka deck. And both of them, I, I got rolling and then had to close it out for with Control Week, or they would have uh, OTK'd me. So that was the difference in those games. Oh, fantastic. Well, congrats, congrats on, on getting all the way there. And Jared, uh, this Mass Mutation deck, it sounds like you maxed out on uh, uh, Jason. Wow, live on the mics. I'm not editing these, so that's gonna live. That's gonna live forever. That's gonna live forever. So, Jason, it sounds like you went mass mutation. A lot of pips. Uh, did you have? Did you have pods that uh, had taken pips from other pods that you put in there, or, or, or were you kind of going for efficiency on cards and with just as many pips as you could find in there? Yeah, I think primarily I was focused on card quality with a secondary goal seek of some additional pips. Uh, I don't know if they were disproportionate. Um, lead put on the houses, so my dis house only has like one damage pip, there's not much there. But um, with there was a Nell play with a transporter platform that I could get a lot of efficiency in Jericho, which helped create some additional efficiency. So there was a lot of layering in the efficiency. It wasn't just leaning into one strategy, but the culmination of it uh, was, was very fast. Okay, fantastic, that's great. I know we saw a lot of Jenka, uh, I was actually pleasantly surprised that like y'all brought two non-Jenka strategies and ended up being the Jenka. So whether or not it ends up on the restricted list, it's it's beatable, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and I think that the builds that came here were very strong. Uh, people gave a lot of mindfulness to their Jenka builds, and there were a lot that I saw played on TCO before that. So a lot of different types had been tested. Um, I think there might be for playability and player enjoyment. Some reasons to remove OTK type combos though, just as a general. So my, my deck doesn't have any uh, key cheats, but generally it gets to be a little bit tough player experience to watch somebody OTK you. But it'll be interesting to see what, what the organizers feel is important for the game. Of course, it's that balance between uh, keeping as many pods relevant as possible, but avoiding those negative play experiences, for sure, for sure. Well, I want to thank you both so much uh, for taking the time. Congrats on being a duo that made it to the top table. Uh, it was a win for, for you two, no matter who took it. Uh, so I'm uh, proud of you both. I know I've got to see you in person several times now. Uh, so, yeah, thank, thanks for stopping by.
You're the man, Zach. Go dogs. <laughs> Go dogs. Thanks so much, Zach. We very much appreciate all the work you put into this. Oh, of, of course, of course. Well, I just stick a microphone in people's faces and, and play Rocketezzy. So, <laughs> all right, listener, back at you soon. Um, maybe not last, but certainly a lot least, dear listener. You can hear my voice cracking through the exhaustion. Uh, I'm standing here with somebody uh, pretty central to all of this. Uh, what is your name, sir? My name is Christian Peterson. Yes. And uh, I think you've got a lot of investment in how this weekend went. So uh, how are you feeling how at the end of Keyforge Celebration 2022? Just awesome. Just awesome. We, I can't... Just so humbled by everybody coming out with a relatively short notice. And it helped us, you know, so much, you know, get the spirit of the game going. It helped us kick the tires of a lot of different moving parts. And, uh, you know, the, we're going to get gain a lot from this. This is going to be great. And I hope everybody enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? Uh, I had an absolute blast, and I heard unanimous things from, from everyone else. So thank you for putting on such a great event. Keyforge means so much to so much of us. So we are, we are along for the ride, and we're feeling good about it. All right. Right there with you. All right. Have a hey. Thank you. May your keys always forge, Christian. <laughs> Thank you. Well, surprise listener, uh, I'm now following that one up with, uh, I'm here with Michael Hurley. Uh, can you remind us, I know your job is pretty much everything everybody else doesn't do, uh, but what's your role at Ghost Galaxy and what part did you have in this weekend, M Michael? Well, sure. So I'm the director of operations, so I just make sure that everything happens and uh, when it's supposed to, and that it doesn't cost too much money, and that everybody else knows what they're supposed to do for the weekend. Um, I acted as the marshal during all of the tournaments, so filled in a little tiny bit for for our two judges, but uh, G. Barger and uh, Marcus Diamillo did a fantastic job ju judging for the whole weekend, and um, yeah, and then just providing support with uh, our very hardworking event runner, Jeremy. Oh yeah, very hardworking indeed. And as far as a, a test a community testing weekend for you all, uh, how successful do you feel it was as far as gathering data to make 2023 the best it can be? Uh, I think it was overall a very good success. Uh, we had some, some significant bumps on the first day, but uh, we worked through it, and a lot of people said they didn't even really notice, which was a big relief. Uh, Saturday went much smoother. Um, Today's uh, doing final uh, top eight for four tournaments simultaneously was a lot to manage. Um, so we definitely learned a lot of lessons there. Uh, learned a lot of uh, good lessons and provide, got a lot of feedback about double elimination brackets. Uh, and uh, we're gonna take all of that to heart. Fantastic. Well, uh, count me and everybody I've talked to among the people who have had a fantastic time. Any bumps I didn't really notice because uh, I was just real happy to be here and enjoy everything you all have prepared. So thank you so much, and we're looking forward to everything in 2023. Yeah, thank you very much.